Fired up. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, and of course on RacetimeRadio.com. Sure, glad you could tune in tonight. I am Joe Chisholm, along with my pal and longtime broadcaster, big name in this sport if you're anywhere near southern Ontario or listen to Race Time Radio over the years. I have Jerry Paxton with me here in the studio. What's going on there, Mr. Paxton? How you doing? It has been such a long time. I'm just trying to remember how to do this. I'm hoping I don't fall off the bike or something. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you won't forget, we, man. You're looking good. Hey, we said today this once every 10 months thing's got to stop. We've got to get together more often. Got to get some racing back on the racetrack. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Lots of racing this weekend. Oh, yeah. uh, we got a jam-packed lineup tonight. On the program, we got some that we've got confirmed. We got others that uh, we haven't heard back from yet, but I'm sure over the next two hours, we're going to be able to get you right up to date on uh, your short track stuff from here in Canada. And uh, man, oh man, what a weekend this past weekend. APC was on the racetrack over at Sunset Speedway. Uh, we got the winner of that race, uh, Young Jordan House goes to Victory Lane. Man, you've watched him grow up, Jerry. I have done that. Uh, he, Jordan's a, a real talent, too. That's the thing I really like about watching him race and, and finding out that he won at Sunset. really wasn't a big surprise. I have no. to say that. But, uh, hey, he's got a couple of really, really good tutors behind him. He's no, got yeah. uh, His dad, Paul, is no slouch. We know Paul House won his share of races. And uh, well, let's be honest, I know that uh, Junior Hanley's still in the background there <laughs> doing a little coaching and uh, helping him to get it right. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, we're going to ch- ch- check in with uh, Jordan a little bit later in the show. Not too long, but a half hour from now. Uh, big, big action this weekend. 300 laps uh, for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Jerry, a series near and dear to our hearts. Uh, big race weekend at Scotia Speed World. And uh, look at that. Back-to-back, big 150s yesterday, the Cummins 150, and it was Cole Butcher going to Victory Lane. We hope to check in with Cole tonight. And today, it was the uh, Nova Truck Center's 150, and uh, look at this, the 99, Craig Slonwhite, not a bridesmaid no more. He went out there and won it today, buddy. <laughs> it was his turn, and he took it in a convincing style. He did a great job today. It was really fun to see him in victory lane because he was just ecstatic. He was <laughs> over the moon happy. Well, and we expected nothing less from Craig. Yes. I'm sure right now there's there's a real good party going on. At that camper. Oh, yeah. I can well imagine, and we're going to find out just how lit up that uh, number 99 is. Uh, We're going to have him on the show quite shortly here. We'll also hear from Tim Terry, another guy that has been incredibly busy out there in the Maritimes. Uh, Timmy going to stop on by, spend a couple minutes with us. Uh, He and Dylan Langell today. 
outstanding job. Uh, they, they've done a tremendous job. It was great watching uh, Tim's Corner TV. Got a chance to watch both races. Uh, I was at Sobel Speedway last night. Uh, watching the action at our own track, also had my uh, iPhone fired up and couldn't miss a moment of the stuff that was happening on the East Coast. Uh, Tim Terry going to stop on by here tonight. We'll uh, see how he's doing. He's looking good. Seen him today on TV. Three days in a row. That boy's been working hard. You think about it. Their Friday night local show, then uh, two yeah. postdoc tour races, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, He's, he may make an honest living yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm sure be... they had to feed him well. Uh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JC would have been uh, you know, pr- probably firing the food up the stairs this past weekend. Uh, good, good, looking forward to catching up with Tim Terry on the show tonight. Um, Joel Dick goes to Victory Lane, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. Uh, of course, UMP modified. Uh, we got that winner coming on tonight, too, Joel Dick. Uh, looking forward to catching up with him. It'll be a good one. It's uh, Dirt racing is something that uh, is catching on in a lot of ways. And it's, mm. it's been an interesting challenge for me as a asphalt racer. Right. But, man, the more I watch, the more I love it, and the more I see them do it, the talent – Different set of skills from asphalt to to uh, dirt. Yep. And it's funny, when we get to those big levels and you see the guys and they talk about it, um, yeah, there's still that adjustment factor. Kyle Larson's done it quite well. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I listen and, you know, he goes to the Knoxville Nationals last night and knocks everybody off the field, yeah. wins the race, then comes in and climbs into the road course car. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, road course, asphalt, oval, dirt, oval. Okay, there's a... There's a guy who's mastered the sport. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, we're going to get to the hotline, shall we? And let's bring in that guest, number one, uh, driver of the 99, presidential. Oh, I want to say it's a Chevrolet. He goes to Victory Lane today at Scotia Speed World. He ends up winning that Nova Truck Centers 150. Of course, I'm talking about Craig White, driver of the 99. We got him on the hotline. What's going on there, Craiger? How are you, buddy? What's up? What's up? How are you guys? Doing how's the, fantastic. How's the party, buddy? How's the party? I'm not sure you should be talking to me right now, but it's going good so far. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got the job done today, buddy. No bridesmaid no more. You went to Victory Lane. How's that one feel, Gregor? Oh, man, it feels like the first victory all over again, for Christ's sakes, man. been five years since I held the checker flag, so it's uh, it feels damn good. I know that much. Oh, man, it, it, and it fits you like a glove. Uh, Craig, you've been so close. You've got a good start to the season. Uh, your car's looking fantastic. And uh, today, another one of those beautiful-looking days out on Canada's East Coast. It was a hot one today. Maybe that's the kind of weather you need, Craig. Oh, I mean, it was hot yesterday and today. I mean, uh, uh, like, I didn't feel that bad in the car. I guess when you cut a car, that'll that'll actually turn. You don't have to overwheel it. It's it's not too terrible. So I mean, it was it was two beautiful days. It was hot days, but felt all right actually. Good man, good man. I wa- I watched you get around and get out in front, Craig. And once you did, you you kind of disappeared. You just sort of took off and left everybody behind. I, I'm getting the feeling your car just wants to be by itself. Oh man, I mean, Andrew. He uh, won Oxford last night with Cassius and finished third with uh, with Austin and then drove through the night to get here today and just made a couple tweaks on it from, from yesterday's deal. And, I mean, 
yeah, we we checked out. I, I was able to, to ride majority of the race, to be honest with you, and it felt great. It felt so good to get back to victory lane. I mean, for, for everybody involved, we had 75 presidential employees here in the stands today and, you know, just family, friends, and for my crew members and all that kind of stuff. For all the other sponsors, I mean, it just couldn't have happened any better, to be honest. So I'm guessing you'd like to see more of these back-to-back races at the at the track where you can race one and finish second and then come back and win the second one because you had that uh, opportunity to tweak. Jeez, I didn't I didn't make you out that time. Oh, that, sorry, sorry, Craig. What I was going to say, I I think you like these back-to-back races where you can finish really strong one night and you can make the necessary tweaks so that the next day you're really really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. Uh, I, I don't mind the. It, it seemed like it was going to be an awful lot of racing. Two days, two one fifties. Uh, the weather was hot at the end of the day, but listen, the, the the car just is is good is good enough that you don't have to overwork it. I mean, I've been so used to overworking a race car my whole career that you yeah a normal a normal day like this you'd get out of it and you'd be spent, but. When you when you got one that'll turn, and you don't have to overwork it, it makes for a better day. So now you guys turn around after coming off 300 laps this weekend in the last two days, and I might add, cautions do not count in the uh, Pro Stock Tour. Uh, it was 300 green flag laps. You're going to turn around now, Craig, and your car looks beautiful, I might add. But you got to turn around, and you're heading for Riverside next. Twin 75s next Saturday night. What are you thinking heading into that, uh, coming off the uh, uh, a decent weekend? Man, a first and a second. You can't complain about that. Oh, geez, Twin 75s will seem like a heat race, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to Riverside because, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, we were we were good enough there a month ago to actually pull the win off, I think, too. So, we're 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 learning this car. We're learning what I need in the car. Um, we're learning my feedback to to Andrew for the right uh, uh, I don't know the 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 right combination. I guess the right the right uh, adjustment to make before the before the feature and and it's all coming together. It really is. So Tim Terry alluded to it in your in the in the interview with you after the race. Uh, now now you may need a day off. You're going to take a little holiday. I I remember hearing you say, "Well, maybe it'll be a whole week." Uh, the celebrations got to be on out there. Oh, the celebrations on my whole crew is here. We got we camped here all weekend or whatever, and normally we'd be rushed to packed up, but I think we're staying another night. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it's just, it all, the weekend worked out great. I mean, um, got kind of knocked out of the way yesterday. Uh, I feel like we could have had a weekend sweep, but listen, to pull, to pull the checker flag off for the first time in five years today in front of a great crowd and not to mention the, the presidential people that were here cheering us on was you, you couldn't ask for a better day. Well, congratulations on the win, bud. I know uh, Jerry and I watching the race here. Uh, we're, we're just going to listen to the crowd back there. Uh, good for you guys. Uh, party it up. You well deserve it. 
and uh, get that car ready to go for the high banks of Riverside. Craig, I believe uh, all of those guys got something to worry about now. Uh, you, you you got that second-place stuff all out of the way. You're back in victory lane. Look out. This is going to be a dynamite finish to a 2021 season, my friend. Man, I sure hope so. It's uh, it's one of those things that you doubt yourself a lot, right? And and uh, it's it's it seems like it's been a it seems like it's been a young fellow's score here for the for the uh, the last couple of years. I mean, between Cole and Dylan and Jarrett and Ashton and and kids like that, man, they're getting the job done. They're just so they're so good. And uh, to to come out and, and actually realize that a fellow can get it done still gives me a ton of confidence going into every other week and it gives my team confidence and man let's roll (laughs) (laughs) well congratulations on the victory brother have a safe night you guys party it up you deserve it and uh, we'll save your spot maybe after riverside you'll be back on with us sound good oh sounds good to me (laughs) you betcha craig have a good one thanks so much for the time Oh, anytime, boys. Thanks. Wish you were here. You betcha. And you so, do yeah, so do we. So do we. All right. You Good bet. You, you bet. Soon. That is uh, Craig Slon White. Hey, good to see he's back in victory lane, man. I don't think there's anybody that deserves to get back into victory lane any more than Craig Slon White. That guy has worked and worked and worked. They have done, they've tried what, three, four different chassis over the last few years trying yeah. to find it. And suddenly I think he's found the combination he's looking for. He's got the people to uh, set the car up the way as he said, it's that tweaking thing between him and the crew chief that they get the communication to understand what he wants, what he needs, and how the car should react to make him happy. But listening to Craig say, it's great to have a car that'll turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's yeah, that that helps a lot, I'm pretty sure, especially on a circle. But yeah, you know, especially when you got four of them that yeah, you gotta do. Yeah, there's four of them coming up. About every thirteen seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Just amazing. Uh gonna be a barn burner show at Riverside International Speedway. That's where the guys are gonna head to next. But uh Jerry, you and I are going to head for a break, and when we come back, we'll grab Tim Terry. We'll talk about uh, maybe some of the other guys that were in the race. Uh, there were some surprises in this one today and yesterday. We'll catch up with Tim Terry on the other side of the break, and we will be back with you. Stay with us. Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to the best of Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rackhunter Nation. On both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. 
Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your attention! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicottish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. And uh, what do you say we get back to the hotline? Let's welcome in a guy that's probably too pooped to party. Uh, of course, the voice of the Maritime Pro Stock Tour, Tim Terry, timscorner.ca. He's on the other end of this. What's going on, Timmy? How you doing, buddy? Did you just say too pooped to party? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's never a case. Never the case, <laughs> never. You're doing good, are you? Yeah, we're uh, actually. I'm out to uh, supper with uh, spotter Sarah and driver Andrew McKay. Ooh, uh, beautiful. Wrap, Where did wrap, you go? Up a weekend. Where did you uh, go? We went out to the keg. They have apparently great daiquiris here. Oh, uh, well, if there's a great daiquiri, I know you'll sniff it out there, buddy. Hey, a good it's weekend. Like- it was. It's like when Jerry finds a cool beer, right? That's, that's the way it goes. He found yeah, one. He I found did. one. Genuine draft. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a great weekend at Scotia Speed World. Uh, started out on Friday the 13th with the Car Star Weekly Racing Series. And, uh, our, our weekly show always puts on a uh, fantastic car to racing. And then on Saturday, it was the Cummins 150 Gold Butcher going to Victory Lane. And then finally, Craig Slon White back to Victory Lane today with the Nova Truck Center's Make-A-Wish 150. Hey, tell me something, Tim. I noticed yesterday in the field... The number 67, Dylan Blankhorn, resurfaced. Um, but, you know, I, I wasn't able to really key in and uh, watch the race like I would really like to. I was also at Sobel Speedway trying to take care of things there. Um, but I did hear and see the name Dylan Blankhorn. Um, that, he was there, right? Uh, no, he was not. Uh, Dylan oh. Blankhorn was, I, I think, on the boat today. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he originally was not going to be here on Sunday and, and held up to his plan. The fans kind of 
told him that they wanted him to be here, but he never showed up. Uh, he, along with Jeff Crookshank, Harry Roswhite, and Marty Prevo, did not uh, answer the call again today. Uh, Haas coming back after his uh, bout with can- cancer. Great to see him back on the racetrack. Jeff Crookshank making his tour debut. And uh, Marty with the fast fury just couldn't get that thing to hook up. I know he was talking about bringing out the left-hander for the next time we're at Scotia on September 25th. But uh, uh, overall, really good show. 18 really good race cars. Had a couple of driver changes today. Chris Fournier back in the 0-1 car. Great to see the Hall of Famer back in that car. And Dustin Tucker drove the 33 car today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a quick interview uh, you had, or a quick word, I should say, uh, with uh, Sean Tucker. Uh, kind of nice to hear Sean was there. And uh, great to see some of the new names coming into the series. Yeah, absolutely. And it was great to see it was great to see all the familiar faces back in Halifax. Ryan Messer was here as well. Uh, Ashton Tucker in the two-car. Uh, list goes on and on of drivers that... Uh, first time back in Halifax in a while, or at least coming back to the uh, Maritime Pro Stock Tour. 22 race cars uh, on Saturday, 18 today. It was a phenomenal show. Uh, the League of Legends put on a great show. Jamie Dillman uh, walked away with the Tech Lightning feature today. That was a good show. Uh, it just put, I, I'm biased because Scotia Speed World is my home, but it's phenomenal racing Friday to Sunday. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, we didn't catch Friday night, but definitely Saturday I got glimpses. And then, of course, today, uh, Jerry got up here from the city. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, the two of us were watching everything that you guys were putting up there. But uh, I can tell you there was no two more individuals in this country that were missing not being beside you uh, like uh, Jerry and I were today. But it was just like being there. Uh, you guys doing a great job on that broadcast, Tim. Good stuff. Yeah, we were uh, we were a man down this afternoon, but we we adapted and got through everything. And uh, we've got a great crew out here: uh, Brandon Campbell and of course Dylan Langell and Norm Robichaud did a great job this weekend for us. Our, our Friday night crew was phenomenal. Got to hang out with Megan Brought in the Tower on Friday night and uh, call the weekly racing series show. So that was that was fun too. Overall, it was a great weekend. And uh, with the Tim's Corner TV stuff, it's uh, it's really catching on, and it's uh, good to see everybody enjoying the racing if they can't make it to the racetrack. Yeah, and that's critical. The things still kind of tightened down, really in the province of Nova Scotia. Uh, Hopefully, uh, it starts to open up a wee bit here. Are you hearing anything about looking down the road? I know the IWK 250 has been announced now, September the 11th. You've got uh, Twin 75s coming up at Riverside. Are things uh, at least forecast to open up at all, Tim? Uh, I know Riverside and I know Scotia both had meetings with public health. Uh, I don't know where those meetings were. I know Ken said he had a meeting. I know Joan said they had a meeting with uh, with public health, but I don't know the results of those meetings. We're in a uh, provincial election is Tuesday, uh, so that's probably going to help speed up or slow down things, whatever way you want to look at it. But uh, excited for next week. Uh, Wilson Equipment, Summer Sizzler, it's the Twin 75s. We're going to stop the cars at 75, much like we did with the Triple 50s. It's technically not uh, a 275 lap feature sort of deal it's a 150 with a with a pause at 75 and i heard they're bringing out that spinny <laughs> spinny thing that cole butcher seems to like so uh, <laughs> I, I yeah oh you mean so the we'll, driver's we'll favorite that next week the, 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 the driver's house? favorite tool uh that spinning well, wheel the, the wheel back from butcher yeah yeah <laughs> so let's just put it that way it's not in cole butcher's possession anymore and i don't think cole's very happy about it but we'll ask him saturday night after the race if he's any any more happier than yeah, and Dazzling Dylan is going to have to you know, break out that dazzling uniform that he's got to uh, do the spin. Uh, he says he's too big for the dazzling jacket, but he must have gained some weight during COVID. I lost those 30 pounds of sweat weight this week uh, hanging out in the sauna that was the skybox. So uh, 
if, when you guys come, we'll make sure we have an air conditioner working up there. Uh, too too much well, fun. Well, that'll that'll help one of us, Tim. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you, you have the natural air conditioning in the infield. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to being in turn one and two again. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. I'm afraid they've sold my real estate. <laughs> oh no, it, it's still down there. Darren Wallace tried to take it on Friday night after he broke his sportsman car, but it, it's still down there for you. Oh, good. <laughs> Tim, I gotta ask you. Uh, looking at today's Nova Truck Center 150, when was the last time? You seen the number eighty nine Nova Celtic for the Donald Chisholm go down a lap. I couldn't believe I thought, Oh, look at this. I, I turned my head away for a little bit and the next thing I know I could see the ninety nine and the eighty nine, uh sort of, you know, nose to tail, if you will, and I thought, Oh, look at this. Donald is caught up to Craig. He must be in second and I heard Dylan Langell say and Donald Chisholm just went down a, a lap or another lap. I can't remember the exact verbiage, but it was down a lap. I thought, wow. I got to ask Tim when was the last time that happened. Yeah, it's been a while. We only had five cars in the lead lap at the end of that race. Uh, Craig Smallway picked it up and laid it down. We had a competition caution at 68, which was the last competition yellow that we had. And then, uh, excuse me, it rolled right through there. Um, great, great pace to the race. Uh, Craig had the field covered. Jared Butcher was quick. Uh, but ultimately, it was... It was a good race. There was a couple of drivers that fell a lot down. Donald, uh, I think Donald might have missed the setup a little bit. Him and Robbie McEwen had a little set two on Saturday, and uh, I don't think they really recovered from what they had on Saturday. Yeah, and that could have very well been. I know I was texting with Donald pre-race, and I said, well, do you think? And he's going, ah, we could be okay today. I'm not sure. He said it's hot as hell once again out here. Uh, and I know that was playing a factor with most of those guys in those cars. But there's no taking anything away from that 99. Man, Craig was just rolling today. And so it was uh, good to see Jarrett Butcher pop in there. Uh, he's had some tremendous runs in the tour. Looks like he is on the edge of winning a race, and he has been for the last couple of years. They're, they're trending in the right direction. Uh, Cole kind of had an off day today, finished fourth, really didn't make a whole lot of noise. Jarrett was consistently chipping away, but Craig had a little more car at the end, but Jarrett's going to win there uh, sooner rather than later. And, and even today's conditions, it was a little bit windy, it was a little bit cooler, but it was still hot out here. Uh, you know, Speaking from experience, I got a driver sitting across the table from me that uh, retired about lap 100. Uh, when the cool suit stopped working in the race car. So that's uh, it, it, it was a hot day for, for everybody at the racetrack both days. Today was a little bit of a relief, but Saturday was, was, was bad. So that the saying of the weekend that I picked up on, and I had a really good laugh, I uh, heard Dylan Langell say, uh, it's so hot up here, tarps off, right? So I thought, man, if th- that sounds like something Mike James would have said. Out in Newfoundland, tarps off. Uh, it was a warm one. Uh, good stuff, Tim. Uh, it was a great weekend. Uh, let's look ahead now. Next weekend, you got Friday night at Scotia Speed World, then up to Riverside, or what do you got on uh, on the docket? And what can fans look forward to either tuning in or listening to? Uh, we're still waiting on Riverside to confirm what we're going to do on on the Saturday. I can tell you that Friday night is going to be live on Tips Corner TV. It's the AJK Sportsman 50 in uh, memory of Alex and AJK. $1,000 to win our sportsman race on Friday night. Uh, I think it's $150 or $100 to start. We're giving $75 so money for any driver out of province to come race. Uh, it's, it's a special deal that Pete Miller and Miller Brothers Racing have put together along with our JD Automotive, Dulux Paints, Bears Lake. Uh, a few others, Tim's Corner Motorsports popped on as well. Uh, it's uh, it's a special that 
special night and uh looking forward to, to being a part of it there's there's only it's only a 50 lap race it's a thousand dollars to win it's uh pete won on friday night at, at the uh on friday the 13th and he got out of the car and he was he was pretty emotional he said I, this this win was great but i want i want to win next friday night so it's uh it's gonna be a special friday night and then on riverside on saturday we'll uh we'll announce what we're doing later on this week yeah, it sounds awesome. Tim, we appreciate the time tonight uh, jumping on here with us. Uh, you guys did a valiant effort this weekend. Awesome job. And uh, thanks so much for giving us the sights and the sounds of stuff that Jerry and I have been missing for just about two years now. Uh, look forward to the day we can all reunite out there, buddy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. Uh, huge thanks to Cecil Vance and Ken Cunning and Tara Foster for allowing us to do this. But, uh Joe, the dessert menu has landed. I got to figure it. Sarah, what are we having for dessert? Oh, definitely the brownie. Brownie Sunday. Okay, okay. I guess that's what we're having. Okay, keep it up, Tim Terry. Keep it up. You know the ball is round. You know Jerry and I are going to get you back at some point. Uh, I'm I'm sure that that you guys are. <laughs> Tim, Tim, you be good. Stay out of trouble, and uh, look forward to catching up with you next weekend. Sounds good, boys. Uh, have a good one. You Take betcha. Care, Tim Terry, uh, ca. A good weekend. Uh, those guys, uh, they deserve a night out now. They get uh, some time. I know uh, we would be at the Wooden Door Bistro right about now had we been out there. Uh, you know, Brad Mann would have been with us and Josh and the whole crew. Man, uh, uh, good to see those guys have a good weekend. And I know... Uh, we're all looking forward to it, Jared, one of these days. And as we said, after two day, three nights of racing, yeah, they deserve to have that break, some some downtime. Uh, Craig's is a little different, maybe. Craig's on white celebration, but a little different than Tim's. Tim's yeah. is probably unwinding, coming down. Craig is on the high. <laughs> I, that may, as he said, that may last a Wednesday or Thursday. We'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, it's you know. I know from the broadcast side of it, three days in a row like that, yeah. it, it's a lot of energy. Oh, from yeah. a driver and a crew perspective, I can only imagine how much more it takes out of them. Yeah, yeah. You it know? would take a bunch, wouldn't and I, it? And I think about, you know, if you had a good night on yeah. Saturday, yeah, great, let's go to Sunday. Your Saturday night didn't quite go the way you were hoping. Sunday seems like a real chore. I don't know who was in that AD car. Uh, I can't remember the name offhand in the uh, Pro Stock Tour race. But the AD car got tore up pretty good yesterday. Um, that thing looked like it just came out of the box once again today. Uh, the guys did a great job. It takes a lot of work to do that. Yeah, it's. I think it's understated how much work goes into getting that race car prepared. It's one thing to do the... You know, some minor tweaks. It's something else when you got to put a race car back together again because it didn't work so well yesterday when yeah. we found somebody we shouldn't have. So, uh, hats off to the crews. I mean, I know uh, uh, years ago when my brother was racing and, and you know, you were traveling from track to track and it was okay. You go in the trailer and work on the car while I get some rest and then we'll swap places. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, all through the night, everybody's working. Everybody's doing their part. You do what you got to do because you got to get that car on the track. You got to be there the next day. The idea of going home and saying, well, it's broke. Let's forget it. That just doesn't happen. No. How about J.R. Fitzpatrick just a couple of weeks ago? Loses a race car at the APC race. That was at Flamborough Speedway. Yeah. Turns around, goes to Delaware with a different car. Had to get it ready to go. He and Teddy and the crew head out to Delaware Speedway, lap seven, race one. 
kaboom, disaster once again, tears another car. I mean, tears it up. Now he's got two of them. They're wadded. And uh, Teddy McAllister said, JR, suck it up. We're taking it home. We're getting it ready. Flamborough Speedway, we got a race tomorrow. And JR said, no, 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 no. Hold on a sec, Teddy. We can't do that. He said, yes, and we're going to do that. They took the car back to the shop and started from scratch and totally put it all back together, put a car together. Shouldn't say the same one he tore up, but put another car together. They made it to Flamborough Speedway to blow a motor the next night out. So uh, it happens. It happens in threes. Now it's over. Yeah, it should be. He should be good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you. He (laughs) was on track. here big time. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Uh, They were on track last night at Flamborough's, or pardon me, at Sunset Speedway in the APC series. Uh, We'll take a look at the results, and we're going to catch up with the winner of that race, Maiden Voyage, I do believe, for the number eight car. And he goes out and wins an APC race. Man, oh, man, that's tough to do. Even tougher to do when it's your Maiden Voyage. So we're going to talk to the winner of that race, Jordan House, is going to join us on the other side of the break. Uh, we got all that to do and so much more here tonight. But we're going to step out. And we will be back in like two minutes. So don't go anywhere. The APC winner coming up next right here live on Race Time Radio. Hey, race fans. This is Cliff from Auto Clearing Motor Speedway. And you're listening to Race Time Radio. Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. 
Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you close. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, firing on all cylinders tonight. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Jerry Paxton, right here in the Race Time Radio studio. And we are getting ready to talk about the APC series that went green last night at Sunset Speedway over in Stroud, Ontario. There was a driver in that field, Jerry, a young driver that you know real well. I know his dad real well. I can't say I've ever seen Jordan wheel a race car, but I did last night on G-Force television, uh, G-Force TV, and uh, lo and behold, Jordan House takes the number eight to victory lane in, I believe, his first APC race. But we're going to check in with him right now as we got him on the hotline. Let's welcome him in, shall we? The driver of the number eight and an APC feature winner, Jordan House, in the house. What's going on tonight there, Jordan? How are you? I'm good. And yourself, gentlemen? Fantastic. I know better than you, though. I can well imagine you're still on cloud nine. Yeah, it's definitely been a good day today. I haven't, uh, I haven't let that one go yet. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. The party will be on. Jordan, was that your first APC race, or was that just the first one of this year? That was just my first one of this year. I ran four APC races in 2019. Ah, see? See, that'll happen. Uh, throw a pandemic in there, and uh, my, my old brain gets another year and a half older. And you see, I forgot about those four, buddy. That's okay. That's okay. It was a long time ago now. Yeah. Hey, that, that's a pretty good thing, though, to hold over Dad's head, isn't it? What's that, sorry? No, no, I was going to say that win yes, last night, that's got to be a pretty good thing to hold over Dad's head. Uh, I'm not going to be holding everything over his head for a long time. I've got a lot of catching up to do to get to his level. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Now, Jordan, a great race for you. Uh, the number 83, Dale Shaw. Uh, the two of you guys have raced probably quite a bit over your young career. Um, but, man, what, take us back through last night. I know I watched it. I didn't catch every lap, but I did see uh, quite a bit of it. I seen Shaw out front, and I seen you in uh, second spot. I didn't see the swap over. How did it all unfold? How did it t- take place? Well, Dale had a pretty good lead over me, and uh, I was still trying to save myself as best as we could in case we had a caution at the end of the race there. And I reeled him in slowly, and uh, we worked, We ran side-by-side side for a little while, 
And I just want to say, uh, Dale's, Dale's one of the best guys I've ever raced against. We've, uh, we've become pretty close friends, and he runs you clean. I ran with him the week before at sunset side-by-side side for second place, and it was just an all-around real good race with him again. Yeah, and that's what you want to do, right, Jerry? When you're on the racetrack, you want to be able to trust the guys that you're running against, especially as tight and as fast as these guys are going. Uh, uh, Dynamite race, did you watch it last night, Jerry? No, I didn't get to watch it, but uh, uh, I was reading about it this morning, ah. and I was like, wow, that, that was a, that was a pretty awesome show. So my, my question now, Jordan, is real simple. Has your mom's heart rate come down below 100? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. I'd have to ask. Because I'm pretty sure if I know your mom, Tara would have been in that grandstand last night, probably just about four feet off the wood as you got towards the front. I, I, I'm just guessing, but I, I've, I think I've seen her at the track enough to know that she gets a little excited. Yeah, she's definitely excited. I, I'd hope so. I've seen her get excited for Dad, so I'm sure it's just good for me. <laughs> So Junior Hanley has always played a, a you know a pivotal role in the eight car, whether it be Paul House behind the wheel, your dad, or whether it be yourself, Jordan. Is that still the case? Are you guys still with Junior Hanley? And uh, was he with you last night? No, I haven't worked with Junior for a couple of years now, but uh, he definitely played a big part in getting me to where I am today. Yeah, pretty wild uh, to be connected with a legend like that. Uh, and your dad, too, man. I think back to some of the races that I watched your dad in at Flamborough Speedway. And, uh, man, I, I believe Paul House could go around that racetrack uh, blindfolded and probably half in the bag and still put down perfect laps. Uh, good guy to learn from, Jordan. You've been watching him and working with your dad all the way through. Got to be a great mentor to have and pretty good to have a dad like that yeah um on and off the racetrack he is he definitely does everything he can for me to get me to the racetrack and make sure i have the best car he can give me and he's coached me a lot same as junior um i worked with jeff hanley as well and i've had a lot of good guys including like mike and the boys and mccall's so I've, I've had a lot of people in my corner get me to where i am and help me and coaching me the one thing i noticed in your driving style jordan you learned patience you don't. I've, I don't think I've ever seen you push the envelope when it wasn't warranted. If you weren't sure it was going to happen, you didn't do it. What's that, sorry? I said you've learned patience. That's the one thing I've seen in your driving style is you don't push the envelope unless you're sure it's going to happen the way you want it to. Yeah, I try not to, um, especially the last night being a hundred lap. Or I haven't ran one of those in a while. So I asked uh, Julie Lawrence, another one of my buddies, before what he wanted me to do. And he told me you not know, just to say my stuff, and I found myself behind him for a while, and I said, you know what, it's a good thing, I'll settle in behind him, because he's going to save his stuff. And then I tried not to uh, force myself anywhere last night, just pick off guys as I could. We're with Jordan House tonight. He goes to Victory Lane, Sunset Speedway, just last night in the APC Series. Jordan, what does this do now for the rest of the season? There's a number of APC races still to come. Uh, does this put you into the realm of possibility to showing up to all of them from here to the end? Or is it a, a, a plan that you guys have got laid out, and what would it be? Um, I can't show up to all of them. I made some priority commitments to uh, help a couple other buddies on their cars. So I'll, I won't be there next weekend, that's for sure. And then I've got to focus on my Sunset Speedway points. Um, I'm really trying to focus just there, getting the rest of the year 
done. Uh, I may go back to the final sunset race with the APC series, but uh, it's all in the, up in the air. We're just taking it one week at a time for now. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. you got to plan it all out. You never know. Down the road, we could see you as a regular competitor uh, chasing those uh, championship points in the APC series. That's a tough thing to do, right? Yeah, it definitely. Um, those guys are the best guys in Ontario to race with, so it's definitely hard. Um, running with those guys and, like you said, to try and get a championship with them. But I'd love to try it, that's for sure. How about sponsorship on that number eight car? they got to be super happy with you today. Yeah, I was, I was really lucky. We had a couple of sponsors there last night, and so I'm sure they're happy. It was nice seeing them and having them at the racetrack. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Jordan, we can't uh, thank you enough for your time tonight on Race Time Radio. Good for you hitting victory lane. Tough, tough job to do. You did it last night, my friend. Good job. Thank you very much, sir. You betcha. That's Jordan House, driver of that number eight in the APC series. Uh, chip off the old block. Isn't that how they say it, Jer? That's exactly what they put on it. And, and as I said, Jordan's a talent. I've watched him. He's got some, he, as he said himself, he's had some great coaching along the way, some real, you know, I look at his dad. And as he mentioned, you know, some of the other guys, Junior Hanley and Mike McCall and and uh, Joe Lawrence, these guys have been around for a bit. They they understand it. He's shared it. I'm sure it goes both ways. And mm-hmm. to hear that he's dedicating his time to help other drivers ahead of what his run, his run will come. Yes. I, I can see it. You and I both know it. It's going to happen. But he's he's not pushing the edge of the envelope yet. He's having fun. Hey, you can go out and win a race. As he said, what's that, his fifth APC race? And yeah. he's got a win under his belt? Look out, guys. I think he just served notice. Yeah. Tough, tough to do, right, to go out there and beat the guys that he beat on that racetrack. Uh, real tough to do. Nice to see, though, in the APC series, some of the new names coming in. And, you know, like when you think of Paul House... Think back to Paul's career. He had a long career. You've seen it all at Flamborough Speedway as the announcer there forever at that racetrack. Paul House was not a guy that would go around the province and go track to track. Uh, You'd see him surface here or there. Very selective, though. Uh, He was always like a hardcore Flamborough Speedway. Uh, When you go to Flamborough, Paul House is going to be one of those guys that you got to beat. So it, it kind of Jordan's kind of looking the same as what his dad was, really. Uh, only in this case, he's focusing in on Sunset Speedway. And he, as he said, he's chasing the championship points there. That's where his focus is. That's what he's putting his priority on. And uh, kudos to him. Don't get sidetracked. Know what you want. Take what you want. Go where you want to go. And uh, you know, when you show up at the APC series, and they go, "I remember you. Yeah. You won that feature a couple of weeks or a couple of months or a year ago." Yeah. That's all you need to do. And sometimes, you know, I look at it and go, maybe he's better to win a race and disappear for a couple of weeks or the couple of the next races and then come back. Yeah. Now everybody's taking notice of the fact you're there. Well, you know, uh, I look at that race last night and I did notice uh, Sims. Sims, uh, he was a feature winner. I want to say he won one at the beach. Wasn't it at the beach? He won one. Jordan Sims, isn't it? Jordan Sims, yeah. Um, He ended up winning a race. Then I didn't see or hear much, but I'll tell you what, he was in the mix last night. 
Um, another one you really got to keep your eye out for. And that's what I was kind of getting to, I guess. Uh, seeing some of those different names that we haven't maybe seen all the time uh, surfacing in the APC series. Um, uh, another guy that had a decent run last night, not a real perfect night by any stretch, Tom Gibbons in that 10 car. That guy, I'll tell you what, if he didn't have bad luck, he'd have none. Um, but to see Tom Gibbons have a decent run, uh, it's coming. You got to watch. We get to the beach now, and it's coming up next weekend. You got to watch out for guys like uh, Tom Gibbons, and you got to look out for guys like uh, Andrew Grissel. He was in the top five last night. At the end of the race, he finished 12th. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened, don't know what transpired, but you got to watch out for guys like that well, when you hit Sobel. And one of the names that Personally, I hear APC series and automatically comes to mind is Brandon Watson. Oh, Brandon Watson. Outside of the top 10 last night. Yeah. That's not usual for Brandon Watson. That's either bad luck or something was wrong with the car that they didn't catch because they normally bring that car and he's a rocket ship. Yeah. You know, he's dominated the series to this point in many ways with the, you know, he won the first two events. Yep. And suddenly last night, it just didn't go his way. No. And you have to sit back and go, okay, what happened? (laughs) And if I know Brandon Watson and his team, when they show up next week, that won't be the case. They'll be on their game in every way. Yeah, they'll be on. Joe Lawrence, another one, right? Past champion, last year's champion. Joe Lawrence, uh, another one that you really, really anticipate being right at the front of the field now. I don't know exactly. I'm going to have to pull up the results, but I can't remember seeing Joe Lawrence in the top three. I want to say it went uh, Joe, uh, Jordan, uh, Dale Shaw, and then third spot, P.D. Shepard. Yeah. P.D. is in that top five every single race, it seems like, but we haven't seen him in victory lane. When is that going to change? And when it does, how many times is he going to repeat? soon as he gets that monkey off his back, look out. Yeah, and, and one thing about Petey is he, I feel bad calling Petey all of a sudden. Uh, I know. Nah, <laughs> but I, he is. Old he, habits. Old habits. But he is a really good driver. He's consistent. And you can see that in his finishes. He may not be in victory lane, but he's in that top five every single race. He seems to be top five, top ten at least. And usually it's top five. So there's a driver who's... Uh, he's as I said, he's consistent, but when it comes to chasing that points battle, yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's there every week. He doesn't have a couple of hot shows and fall out of it. He's there. So look out. There's a driver that I don't think he's far from victory lane. How's that? Uh, and I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, another name I'm going to throw out there uh, that is going to be a threat next weekend at Sobel. Uh, Twin 75s is what they're going to do. Uh, the series was scheduled to race the AP 100 on July 31st. That show got rained out. Uh, announcement came out last week that the APC series this time around is going to do Twin 75s to make up for the one. Uh, it's going to be the AP 75 and the Stewart 75, both on the same day, Saturday under the lights of Sobel Speedway. Um, uh, another name that's got to be added that I just found out about last week, Tim Ellis is going to be in that race. He's going to be in a McCall car, too. Uh, you got to know, Sobel Speedway, Tim Ellis, those two, 
I don't know, but I, I wouldn't doubt Tim Ellis was probably conceived at that racetrack. <laughs> um, he is going to be a threat, Jerry. I know he's going to be tough in that race, but not just tough. I believe he's going to be a threat to win both those 75 laps. I can't tell you how many 75-lap races, uh, 50, 75, that I've seen Tim Ellis win at Sobel Speedway. Uh, I can't tell you the number, but I can tell you it's been a lot. Uh, the guy is magic at that speedway. Put him in a good car. And uh, Tim Ellis, I'll tell you, 38 years he's been running Sobel Speedway. Uh, it, the difference between your number 38 and your number five is nothing. Uh, Tim Ellis has not lost anything. Uh, he's going to be tough. I'm telling you, if not the win, he's going to be in that top five in both those 75s if he's got a car under him. Hey, I know. From my years at Sobble many, many, many moons ago, Tim Ellis was the name you feared. Yeah. Uh, when he was on the racetrack, because he was talented and he knows that racetrack, as you said, inside and out. So, yeah, he'll be tough. Um, but I won't take anything away from the rest of the field that have raced at Sauble and, you know, guys like Petey Shepard, Brandon Watson, Andrew Grizzell. They're pretty darn good at Sauble, too. Oh, and yeah. Tim may find that he ha it's not being good. He's going to have to be better. Yes. Because these guys are good. And, uh, you know, even as Jordan said, these are the best drivers in Ontario, and hands down. You're going to see that next Saturday night at Sauble Speedway. And you're going to see the talent and the cream come to the top. Could be Tim Ellis. Tim might get a driving lesson. Yeah. I can remember a NASCAR champion that got a driving lesson yeah, at a Canadian short track. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> yeah, Brad Keselowski. Yeah, he did. He met Sean Tucker that night in he the did. IWK <laughs> 250. Sean Tucker uh, was right on Brad K's yeah. rear bumper and was there, was there, was there, and said, okay, enough, champ. Get out of the way. You're on my turf now. You're, you're slowing me down. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I think that's what we're going to see at Sobel. You're going to see a – I mean, uh, it's a great racetrack. I've always loved Sobel, but it's it's tight enough to make it a very interesting battle. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it, you know, that the the bump and run? Yeah. That that seems to happen on a fairly regular basis. <laughs> Short track racing. Uh, what does Sterling Marlin call it? A bull ring. Uh, good spot to root and gouge. That's the way you put it. Root and gouge. Uh, how much emphasis does that put now on qualifying? Uh, when you got twin seventy fives, uh, it's going to be like two sprint races for these guys. How much emphasis does it put on qualifying when you got that many guys that can potentially win? In a field, it's got to be huge. I would think qualifying is going to be everything because you want to be at the front of that field. You want to be in the front half for sure, front five if you can get there. Because 75 laps versus 100 doesn't sound like a big difference, but that's a full Saturday night feature you're talking about as a difference. And I think you're going to find the drivers adjusting to that very quickly. And then, of course, in that first 75, right. i got to look after my equipment. Right. So I can do the second one, but I can't lay back. So there's a real balancing act. There's that razor's edge line you're going to ride where I have to qualify well, I have to race hard, but I can't get over my head. Right, right. 
What's that word they call it? Patience. Patience. Yeah, which we all know doesn't fit inside the helmet. <laughs> no, no. It usually gets left uh, in the pit area when yeah. they pull out. Uh, they want to go win the race. Guys like Matt Pertigo back into the field. Uh, you got Matt Pertigo, yeah. 21 Global Warranty Scar, always magic at Sobel. Uh He's had good success there the last couple of years, won some races. J.R. Fitzpatrick. Also cut his teeth at that racetrack, knows his way around. And uh, there was one other name that was flashing through my mind there. Oh, uh, Sheridan. Oh, now, okay. Ron, Ron Sheridan, back in the day, the number 52 was magic at Sobble Speedway. You know what? Jake Sheridan, his son, is right in his footsteps. I don't know what it is. That car, Ron's experience, uh, Jake's experience. Uh, Jake was incredibly fast there. Uh, he had difficulty, got into a wreck. But I'll tell you what, the night that uh, Jake was at that speedway uh, just a couple of years ago before this pandemic stuff, uh, he was he was going to beat everybody. I wouldn't doubt would have put everybody a lap down. That's how fast he was. And then he got into a big wreck. But uh, I can tell you, Jake Sheridan is going to be another name that you got to throw into the mix. And all of those guys, they're not all going to win. Just one is. Just one. And that's that's the hard part. Yeah. Picking <laughs> the one, right? Picking the one. It's uh, If this was a horse race, I don't know where I'd put my money because I'm. the show doesn't matter. It's got to be the win. Yeah. It's got to be the win. Uh, it's going to be huge. Sobble Speedway next Saturday night, August 21st, uh, Twin 75s. Oscar's going to be in. Have you got to a race yet this year, Chair? Have you been out to Flamborough uh, or, or out to a short track race anywhere I have, this year? I, no. I not have one, not eh? made it to a racetrack yet Isn't this summer. Isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Well. Not for lack of trying. Not uncommon either, right? Like, huh? things really just starting to get fired up. I know we've been running at Sauvel since July, but uh, not at full capacity by no. any stretch. Started out at 25%. Then got elevated uh, to 75%. Uh, but, you know, things are starting to fire on all cylinders there now. Uh, but it's going to be great to see Oscar in, too. Oscar Modifieds and Hot Rods, uh, both of them on the schedule. It's going to be a busy Saturday night. It's going to be a fun Saturday night. And it's, it, it, you know, as, as the saying goes, you can buy a seat. You're yeah. not going to use anything more than the edge because it is going to be that kind of a night. You can already see it coming. Yeah, that's going to be pretty wild. I can tell you that. Uh, let me tell you, in hour two, which is coming up, uh, we're going to throw it back to Toronto right now and get you up to date on maybe some news or some highlights that you may have missed here in hour one. And then in hour two right here, uh, we are going to be back, Jerry Paxton and I, uh, for one more full hour tonight. Uh, who we've got coming up, we've got Joel Dick coming up. He's the UMP uh, modified winner from Southern Ontario Motor Speedway just last night. And we are going to try and get Alex Tagliani. He won at uh, GP3R uh, earlier today in the NASCAR Penny Series. But back to you in Toronto, Scotty, and we will be back in like 90 seconds. You're listening to Canada Talks. On Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by 
the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. We're Canada Talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, I am Joe Chisholm along with Jerry Paxton right here in the Race Time Radio studio. And we are now into hour number two uh, on Race Time Radio. This hour, we started all out with the uh, UAP modified winner last night, Canadian Motor Speedway, uh, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, I should say. And uh, it was Joel Dick going to Victory Lane just last night. In his beautiful modified, and he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on, Joel? How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Hey, congratulations on the big checkered flag last night. Good job, man. Hey, thanks so much. It was uh, it was a little bit of hard work to get that one, but we got it done. <laughs> well, if it, if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it, right? That's what makes it special for guys like you. That's true. You know what? Uh, we work uh, we work pretty hard at it, and uh, you know we've always said we win a lot of races in our shop just due to hard work, and uh, you know we unload usually with a really good piece of the track. Well, you did last night too. Hey, uh, uh, tell us, give us your impression of that big, beautiful speedway that uh, that Blake and everybody oh. else has got put together. What a palace! Oh, listen, guys, it is absolutely awesome this place um has turned right around i mean right from our all the facilities there that are getting revamped to our lighting i mean there's not a shadow on this racetrack and if you got an excuse that you can't see then you just can't see because the place is just wonderful all our new led lights our track surface our banking um how blake and henry have worked to change um the transitions in and out of the corner Listen to the drivers. It's it's been awesome, and we've just had a ball race in there. We're having a ton of fun, and it's it's turning into a really great multiple racing surface, and that's the fans love, and that's what it's all about too. Where but Joel Dick he won last night in his modified Joel. Uh, when you look at this speedway, um, what makes it special is there is it a is there a track that actually. Uh, that that sort of compares to uh, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. Is there one that comes to mind? You say, well, okay, it is same setup, same kind of uh, feel, or is this track sort of standalone now? You know, at first, um, when we went there first, we tested last year. We thought, you know, we compared notes to tracks that we thought were similar banking and and similar length, 
But to be truthful, we've thrown it all away. We've taken new notes. We've written a totally different notebook for this racetrack, and it's just been great. Um, and that's the thing. Like, there's nothing truly like it. Um, the corners are a little bit more squared off, which actually gives you more room for run on exits to corners. Um, so you've got to chase the corners a little bit different than you would think as you approach most tracks of their natural progression of the race line. So with that being said, it's, it's been a challenge, which has been great for every race team out there because now we can all you know, start a new notebook and just move forward from that and I think that's led to some of the best racing we've ever had here. You gotta love it when uh, something comes together like that, Jerry. You get uh, even the competitors uh, look at the race differently, right? Uh, it's more of a level playing field, and that's what everybody wants to see. Absolutely. Um, typically, like our old track format, for instance, um, if you had a really, really fast car, you'd approach lap traffic very quickly. With this track. The closing rate still is incredible on some of the lap traffic, but at the same time, you're not catching them as soon as you would. Um, it's just, it's totally different than what you think mentally preparing for this track and also preparing your race car for it. Um, and it's just, the fans seem to love it. And like I said, it's so well lit. Everyone can see every dynamic of the track from no matter where they're sitting right now. We've got, um, ton of banners up on the back stretch right now it's great for sponsors but as a race fan itself as me not sitting in a car but sitting on the sidelines and watching the other classes race there it's been nothing but great fantastic sponsorship on that race car has got to play a key role who you got flying around on that machine with you well i sure do and i'm just actually i was just about to eat some of it because domino's canada sponsors the 090 machine and we have Edward Gear Farms on there. We have Pioneer Seeds on there. We have Setterington Fertilizer on there. It's basically the farm car and Domino's Pizza. It's just a wonderful combination. I would say, yeah, a little Domino's after a big victory always goes a long way, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I hope everyone gets some into them. I mean, it's just great. And they've been great, you know, coming into dirt car racing. They've never really been in that scene before. And they were very open to um, joining us and just, you know, creating a partnership together where we can share their platform and their winning ways with ours. And it's just been great. So what's on your schedule from here the rest of the way? I know you're frequent at uh, Eldora, places like yep. that. You get all over yep. the place, Joe. What is on your schedule from here on well, out? due to the... Um, the COVID issue we're in right now, right now we're going to stay here, and we're having a great time staying here. Um, before, I was always, you know, we were always grateful to travel the wonderful tracks throughout the Midwest, and we absolutely love it. And Eldora is, I mean, that's just obviously holds a special place for me and a ton of other people. But this, this year, with the track being the way it is at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, it's been absolutely perfect to stay home and race here uh we can't ask for anything better with this new track configuration with everything uh henry and blake have done there it's been absolutely a blessing for us as a race team and just as racers and for spectators we think it's great so for now we're going to stay here 
when the border opens up, yes, we will be traveling, but we will definitely be looking forward to coming home always. Isn't it kind of cool, Joel, that uh, we got now racetracks, and I mean quality racetracks, right here in oh. Ontario and Canada, where, yeah. you know, years before, a lot of race teams, whether it be dirt or asphalt, would say, yeah, I like racing here at home, but they'd always look down south and say, yeah, I can't wait to get down to this track. And, you know, that's still part of the game, but mm-hmm. it is kind of cool when you look at, you know what Blake Goathouse has got going there? When you take oh. a look at Ucasa Motor Speedway on asphalt, you take yeah. a look at the rebuild, you know, even out in Penticton, B.C., for God's sakes, we got rebuilds, we got tracks, we got things happening here in Canada now for everybody to get excited about. Absolutely. And for you to say that, it, it brings that point that our local fans need to know the quality of racing that we have here now, and we don't necessarily need to travel somewhere else to watch it because we have it in our own backyards and that is such a great compliment to the the work these people have been doing because it's true it is here we're racing side by side we've got multiple group racing out there right now we've got you know last night i'm ripping the high side i've got a guy down low i mean we're going neck and neck in a heat race we're doing that and and the fans are coming up after and saying this is the best racing I've ever seen anywhere. And and it's in our backyard. It's right here in Canada. And it's wonderful to hear that from the fans. Now, I would like to say I was 10 cars out in front, but I wasn't. Right. So, with that being said, though, it's better for that, for the fans to know that we have competitive racing, got a great track. It's just awesome. Yeah. And that's in the heat race, I might add, too, right? That's not (laughs) even into the feature yet. In heat races, and they mean something. That is cool. Yeah, because right now we're lining straight up. After a heat race, wherever you finish, whether you're in the first, second, or third, that's where you're going to start in your feature because we don't have an invert. We're not doing a draw. That's where you start up. So it means a lot, which actually gives you a ton of drive to, to drive that extra hard in that heat race. And every race counts for something now. So you're not just playing the invert. You're not playing a draw. You're just, you're going for it every single race. And it's been giving a great product every single time out there. We're with Joel Dick tonight. He goes to Victory Lane, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway in his UMP modified. Hey, uh, tell me something, Joel. Do you ever run across big money Matt? What's happening with him? I haven't heard anything about him this year. Uh, that's uh, just me saying I it. I either. Everything's been so low-key this year. I mean, everyone seems to be off the radar, so I don't really know what's going on, to be honest with you. Ah, well, you'll meet up with him. I know you will at a racetrack somewhere this year. <laughs> I can well imagine. Absolutely, we will. So uh, it, track preparation is everything in dirt racing. Uh, yeah. What's it like, you know, with the new track, the new everything? Uh, track preparation's got to play a key role. Obviously, they're getting her done at that speedway. How has it been? You know, at first, there was a few kinks to work out. It's a new surface. But for a new surface to be, to prepare it to be what style of dirt it is, there's 200 and some types of clay. There's all these analysis you can do. There's so many things you can do. And for them to nail it pretty soon, and we had sprint cars there last weekend, and the drivers I talked to said, we can't wait to come back here. Um, 
there's always going to be little issues, but overall, it's been great. You know, we've we've battled some things with uh, being a little rough here or there on dirt, but all in all, for a new track, oh my goodness, I couldn't ask for anything better. It could be a complete nightmare. I've heard a track tearing off dirt before because it just didn't work properly, but this wasn't working out. It's been great. And, and, and again, last night, the week before, like, it was multiple group all the time, and the track prep is he's really getting it honed in there so it's been awesome so you win last night how many wins is that for you this year where have you done your winning this year or is this number one and uh that that's the first one so this is four out of six for us for wins um we've won four out of six races here and this is the only track we've been at um so we uh we had some issues earlier on on some other uh just breaking some equipment. Well, I was going to say, you you got some explaining to do. You uh, only won four what? out of six. What's going on? <laughs> well, that's what I said to my crew guys, too. I said, <laughs> you got to get better on that bolting. It wasn't up to the driver. It was on you. They didn't like that. Too funny. <laughs> yeah, we all take the blame. We're a team. We win together. We lose together. So you got uh, four of six wins, uh, you're, it, and I know you're going to stay here in Ontario. Uh, whereabouts else? Like, is there other spots you're going to race this year? Do you got any other races sort of circled on the calendar that are coming up for you? Hopefully there are some tentative races uh, in the schedule for some UMP stuff, um, but we're just not sure that the track's are going through with it yet, so I don't really want to name them because we don't know really what's going on. Mm. Uh, we hope so, and we hope everyone can get clearance to go racing full-time and everything's good. Um, but in the meantime, like I said, for now we're unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, fortunately we have this awesome track here. So we can stay here, so I can't complain. But if anything else pops up, we'll definitely be going. We'll be traveling if it's a Friday night, Thursday night show, or a little mini-series pops up. We'll be there. Well, you got to love it. Joel, this has been great catching up with you. I know this is the first time we've had John Race Time Radio. Won't be the last, I can guarantee you that. Yes, sir. Uh, much continued success. We're going to keep our eye on you. Uh, social media-wise, how do fans stay up with you? Well, you can go to Rustigate Motorsports on Facebook. You can check us out there. You can check us out on Snapchat, Rustigate Motorsports, uh, YouTube channel as well. And Joldick 90 on Twitter, if you want to follow that. you got to love it. And we're going to do all of the above. One final question for you. Uh, we get new racetracks every now and then here in Canada. And I know we got our friends out there in Kenora, Ontario. They put a dirt track together here, uh, I want to say two years ago. Anthony Leak and we got Carl Mulder, good friend of Race Time Radio. Those guys are going. You ever head west ever in your life? And if you do, would you stop there? I would absolutely. If there's a West Coast swing for us, we're on it, and hundred percent, I'd be there. I've seen it. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, head out there, you you know, hit like Kenora, stop maybe I don't know Emu Speedway or. Emo Speedway, and then uh, Estevan. I don't know whether they run modifieds or not, but I can well imagine they do. They, uh, they do. And Emo, that's, I mean, that's where the great racer Steve Arpin is he there. So, I mean, absolutely go, love to go out there, 
get a win out there, I mean, that'd just be great. Wouldn't that be cool? And Steve Arpin, good friend of race time. Uh, remember when Steve got into ARCA and, uh, oh, you know, absolutely. we had him on the show? He talked yeah. about Evo Speedway and uh, yeah. it, it was cool. He started up as a <laughs> snowmobile racer and look at him. Yeah, and he's building um, he's building modifieds right now, dirt modifieds. So Longhorn by Lowenbro is his uh, who he's building cars with. And they've got a great product out there, and it's awesome to see another Canadian. He's doing wonderful in the modified scene. Yeah, we're going to have to check in with Steve-O. We, it's been a long time since we had him on the show, but Absolutely. look at that. We'll have to check back into him. Joel, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Uh, keep it up. We'll be in touch. I can guarantee it. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Have a great night. You betcha. Joel Dick goes to Victory Lane. Great new racetrack. Jerry, have you by chance seen any of the photos? Uh, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, have you seen any of them? I have not seen those. I'm going to have to go look. Oh, buddy, I'll tell you what. This track, Blake Outhouse, was part of South Buxton Speedway, right down near Chatham, Ontario. Uh and then he got out of the business. He was gone, something like me, right? Yeah. Had the racetrack, sold it, uh, moved on. Well, I moved on to Race Time Radio, and we developed all of this stuff. Uh, Blake Oudhouse, just a couple of years ago, uh, Blake and I have always been in touch back and forth. And uh, lo and behold, Blake, uh, I was talking to him, and he goes, Joe, you won't believe what we got coming down the line here. He said, uh, remember South Buxton? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, your place, right? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, no, no, this is going to total rebuild. I said a rebuild. So what, are they going to freshen the dirt up or what? No, 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 no. I'm talking full rebuild here. They blew the old track out, um, uh, put a brand new racetrack in. When Joel says a lighting, state-of-the-art lighting, uh, I've seen some of the photos. It will blow your mind. Um, it looks like, to me, now, I haven't been to that many dirt tracks. I've been to uh, Humberstone, been there for a night of racing. Uh, I've been to Oswegan. I've been to Merrittville. Um, what other dirt tracks? Uh, I think that's about it for my dirt experience. I have Volusia County, of course, uh, down in the U.S. Um, when I seen the photos of Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, I couldn't help but think Oswegan. Like, like when I seen it, it's big. It's like the big O. It's lit up. Uh, beautiful looking racetrack. Talk about look fast. This place looks fast just sitting there in a photo. Uh, I got to get down there. I got to see a night. And I'm going to. Uh, their schedule goes uh, right through September. Uh, I'm going to make a night, and we're soon I'm going to jump in that Corvette, or we'll, we'll jump into that uh, old avalanche of mine, and we're going to make a trip south. i got to see this speedway. Um, I, it, we don't do near enough dirt racing and, and see enough dirt races. I tell you what, we got to go down and check it out. And look at this. I'd be right on my way, right past your door. Maybe grab you, throw you into the truck, and we go. I'll throw my thumb out. Yeah. yeah. You won't need to. You won't need to. Uh, it, it, it looks like a beautiful facility and a lot of money, uh, a lot of effort. It takes a lot. It takes an army, really, to put it all together. And as mentioned, see tracks like Jucasa and see what, you know, what all developed at that racetrack and resurrecting that place from, you know, the, the, the weeds and the dirt that was growing through on that beautiful Cayuga Speedway, um, it, that for it to have declined to where it was and then be totally rebuilt, 
that's what this looks like only on the dirt side of it. And uh, the racing environment here in Canada, even though we've gone through a pandemic, it's been devastation. It still is for a lot of speedways. Um, but look at what we've got. Uh, when, when I look back two, three years ago, we didn't have what we got today. And, and I think Joel said it the best. If you build a great facility, Canada is full of great racers, and they will come, and they will race with you, and they will support you. Now we need the fans to recognize what the great product is here. Yes. And to come out and see it. And you know what? I'm sorry. I love watching it on TV, but there is nothing like being at the racetrack. I don't care what you say. Right. And when you go and experience it live— it is a totally different feeling than anything you'll ever watch on a big screen or a small screen or your phone. Yeah. You've got to go to the racetrack. And as we said, when promoters and track owners are willing to invest, it's because their drivers are willing to invest with them. Yes. Because the drivers will invest in their equipment, their skills, and their abilities because you gave them a facility that they're proud of. Right. And that that's I think that's the key. If the drivers love it and they're proud of it, they want to bring sponsors, they want to bring fans, they want to bring everybody with them. Uh and, and as we said, we're looking at that now. And I think one of the challenges that we talked about earlier today is after this pandemic, getting people off the couch. Mhm. You've had 19 months of sitting on a couch, buddy. Let's go somewhere. You know, and people get used to it, too, right? You get used to laying on the couch. You get used to laying around. And uh, what would you think about it? Uh, it, it, At the end of the winter, and you got to go out and cut your grass for the first time. Sometimes you look at that and you go, well, i got to go cut the grass. I don't feel like cutting it right now. Uh, It it takes till about halfway through the summer before you get into yeah, I, I, I got to cut the grass and it's nothing to it. Uh, it's the same thing on oh, this yeah. pandemic. A lot of people got used to laying around. And this sport is a package. Oh. If you don't, if you're missing any of the elements of this package, it's not going to be successful. But when everything connects, man, I'll tell you what, uh, it's endless. The sky is the limit and uh, it, everything just continues to grow. I'm really happy about the space that we're into right now, uh, teams are bouncing back, and they will bounce back in 2022. Uh, tracks, too. Like, uh, man, this has been murder on those speedways. Oh. For them to even have made it this far, I'm telling you what, Jerry, if you would ask me a year ago if we were in the same position as we are today, what, what, how many guys would be able to, how many racetracks would be left, I would have said to you, uh, like half of them had been gone because it was so it's such a dire situation but uh look at this the industry is actually looking very very good right now and that is a positive sign i'm pretty excited as you can tell yeah oh, i and i'm with you i'm excited about it too because i'm watching what's happening i'm seeing the teams come back i'm seeing the racetracks come back everybody's excited to be back and as that feeling grows Product's only going to get better and better. Yeah. And we you know, we were comparing notes about who we would look at at Sobel in the APC series next weekend. Right. I bet you there were 12 names we threw out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The field exactly. was only 24 cars. Right, right. <laughs> you know, we looked at the uh, uh, the Pro Stock series in the Maritimes, and we said, you know, 
look at the names we're seeing down there and the young ones that are coming to the forefront. And as Craig Sloan White said, hey, I'm getting to beat a couple of these young kids. It's it's a big deal for him. Yeah. You know, the the mixture is there. The excitement, the all of that electricity that everybody is seeking is it's there. It's coming back. And I think if you just open your eyes and open your heart a little bit, you'd be surprised what'll jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too cool. Too cool for school. Uh, we are going to hit a break. Uh, when we come back, Jerry Paxton and I, uh, we're going to talk, how about NASCAR? Uh, it, there was a big NASCAR race today. One of the iconic races in the NASCAR Pindy Series. Everyone always looks to go on to, uh, to Quebec, but specifically... When they get to Quebec, the uh, uh, Three Rivers race. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of times we see the NASCAR Penny Series here in Ontario at CTMP, for instance. They're coupled together with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. So the Penny Series, albeit uh, a standalone show, if you will, on that day, uh, they're coupled in with, uh, you know, a different series or a different discipline. And not always are they the... A top bill. Well, Three Rivers, I'll tell you what, the NASCAR Penny Series is the reason. And in the past, I don't know about today, and we're going to find out the answer to this. In the past, that race has hosted upwards of 70,000 race fans to see the NASCAR Penny Series when it rolls into Three Rivers. Today was that race. We're going to find out it was Alex Tagliani going to Victory Lane. We're going to, I got Alex's phone number, so we're going to give him a call. We haven't got it prearranged, but uh, Alex won the race today. So we're going to try and get him on the hotline. If he picks up his phone, I can almost guarantee you he's going to talk to us. He's a good friend of ours, but we will try that. Aside from that, uh, Junior, that usually is on the radio show. Junior, of course, spots for Andrew Ranger in that NASCAR Penny Series. He is in Quebec on his way home now. Him and Donald Reinhardt, I can imagine, are listening to the show. Uh, we're going to try and get Junior on the phone. If we can't get tags, well, well, we'll get Junior before the end of the show anyway. And we'll check in with him. His car, that, uh, you know, that they, they, they are a past champion of the series. Uh, Andrew Ranger, no slouch when it comes time for road course or, uh, you know, street course racing. Andrew usually right up there. He finished twentieth, right? That's where you seen twentieth. Yeah, something something didn't work well for Andrew today because yeah. if he's at the back of the field, there is a problem. Yeah, we'll find out whether it was uh you know a difficulty. Did he get wrecked? Did he uh, was he tied up in one, or was it a parts failure or whatever? Uh, we'll try and get you some answers on that. But it was Alex Tagliani and that Rona eighteen going to victory lane. We'll. Definitely try and catch up with tags here on the other side of the break. So stay with us more on Race Time Radio when we come back. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. 
Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, sir. I got 50 jars of dump sauce. sauce. But I got a good deal. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated <laughs> energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM all north racing only on rev tv contact your tv provider now on free preview even though napa is a nationally known name nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Jerry Paxton here in the Race Time Radio studio, uh, talking NASCAR Pinty Series they finished a big one today in the province of Quebec, Three Rivers to be specific. Uh, GP3R was today one of the iconic races in the NASCAR Pinty Series. A big one, to say the least. Alex Tagliani goes to Victory Lane. Uh, we are trying to reach out to Alex. He could be a little tied up, Jerry, doing interviews on everything. People would be excited that Tags won. Uh, the province of Quebec will come unglued. When any of these guys from Quebec go to Victory Lane, and uh, definitely that's the case with Tags. Uh, but who we do have on the hotline, we're going to try Tags again in a bit. But what do you say we get to, uh, how about number one, son? We got Junior on the hotline. What's going on, Junior? How you doing, kid? Hey, we're uh, doing pretty good here. We're uh, making the, the, the trip westbound. Ah, so you're not at the track anymore. You guys have blown that pop stand? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're just coming back into Ontario now. Ah, really? Yeah, these guys are flying, Jerry, just cooking along. Don't worry, Junior, I'm keeping your chair warm for you. Hey, that's right. That's uh, that's old trusty there. you got to be careful with it. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened to you guys today? Uh, of course, uh, Junior spots for Andrew Ranger uh, in that NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, I think he's in the, what, 51, Junior? Yes, sir. Yep, uh, we uh, uh, today, you know, the, the the entire weekend, we we struggled a little bit looking for overall speed. Um, you know, we it, it's Rick Ware Racing's first time to uh, to Trois Rivières, first road course race for uh, for Rick Ware Racing.
comparison to, uh, you know, uh, LP Dumoulin, uh, Tagliani had a lot of speed as well. Kevin Lacroix had some really, really good pace as well. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, working with Andrew Ranger over the course of the weekend, we didn't have that lights-out speed that, that we would hope to have. Um, you know, the, the past couple of years being at, uh, at GP3R, we, we've been really sporty and really fast. Um, but uh, it wasn't a, you know, a one certain thing that we could put our finger on. Um, uh, so it was kind of, you know, one of those gremlins that we were chasing. We were looking for uh, just, you know, a, a couple a couple hundredths of a second out of each component on the car, you know. Mm, so yeah. um, it, it, was, it was a good weekend overall. Um, we rolled into the race. Uh, uh, we qualified third. Uh, Ranger did a masterful job in qualifying and got a decent lap in. Um, then, you know, mid-portion of the race, um, the race pace was just blistering. Tagliani and Kevin Lacroix, and, and really the, the first 15 laps was led by LP Dumoulin. And LP just laid down, you know, the gauntlet uh, out of the gate and, and really just uh, burnt burnt the tires, burnt the brakes off of everybody, uh, and, and figuratively speaking, uh, burnt the brakes off of everybody. But with our car, uh, we had a left front caliper fail. Ah. And uh, with that, you know, obviously because of the, the exaggerated wear likely is the case, uh, the crew will dissect and, and figure out, you know, what exactly happened. But I can tell you that the piston was right into the, uh, in, into the brake rotor. Uh, up front and and the pads were completely gone and and same same deal across the right front so um you know it was it was definitely a tough break for us uh, we dropped out of the race a little early uh, as well as our teammate uh, Alex Gannett uh, a few laps later had a very similar issue uh you know running out of brakes across the front but there was nine cars in a 23 car field that uh, had catastrophic brake failure wow uh, which was a uh, 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 you know, quite a surprise to a lot of people, um, you know, and, and uh, it, it's no secret these NASCAR Pinty's cars do not have a great brake package. They've got a, a single piston caliper uh, similar to that of what you see on a street stock, and they've had that, you know, uh, for for decades now um, right. in the, the CASCAR series and the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series and now in the Pinty Series. Um, the difference is the tires are so much better uh, right now, the tires are, are lasting uh, a tremendous amount of time. Uh, they're very uh, they're very versatile, and uh, you know it just it, 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 something has got to fail. So when it comes time for uh, you know driving it into the corner really deep uh, and uh, and making it stick, you got to use that brake pedal, and and uh, we've seen that today. Uh, it was uh, it was incredible to watch Tagliani and those guys conserve their stuff. Uh, DJ Kennington, uh, you know, coming home sick, uh, talking to him after the race, uh, just, it was a day of conservation. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. 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 Just save your stuff. And, and there was comers and goers from that. So it was a great race in GP3R. Uh, I will say that the staff, the entire group at GP3R did a wonderful job, uh, you know, with, uh, with the event itself, obviously you would, you would hope to have, you know, 60,000 people there like normal. Uh, that was not the case due to COVID and due to the, the restrictions. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, a solid crowd, I would say, in the you know the ten thousand person mark, um, somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, the grandstand had you know uh, uh, somewhat full capacity. It was deemed a sellout based on their 
um, their restrictions, overall, yeah. uh, capacity, and it was a it was a great show. Yeah, good, and that's what you expect out of that race. I know you guys would have got fell, uh, fed well, you would have been watered well. Uh, I knew something must have come up when I seen Andrew finishing twentieth out of that field. Uh, pretty wild. Those are good tires when the general tires outlast the brakes. That's a good sign. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it, it, there there definitely has to be a failure of some kind in there, um, whether it be a pad failure or or what have you. I, I don't know what exactly it was yet. Um, it was a little bit of a head scratcher. You know, Andrew Ranger has won a lot of road course races. There's no secret there. He's a uh, he's a road course ace, and uh, uh, he's usually the guy that wins because he doesn't use up his brakes and because he doesn't use up his tires and and conserves the car until the end and. And uh, for him to fall out on lap 30, it's definitely a parts malfunction somewhere uh, in, in some capacity. And, and uh, you know, it's a bummer for us as a team. Uh, but still qualifying third and 10th, respectively, with the 52 car. Uh, overall, uh, you know, for our first outing, uh, the nice part is we get a, a second kick at the can at a road course. Next up, uh, we head over to ICAR. Uh, and ICAR is a, a great racetrack for Andrew Ranger. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's definitely exciting. It's the doubleheader that we talked about all off season, really, you know, during leading up to the drop of the green flag for race number one, uh, that's next up for us. So, um, as a team, we, we roll into ICAR, uh, on, uh, the 28th weekend, August 28th weekend, um, roll into ICAR on the Saturday, load up and, uh, head due east and, uh, go to Autodrome Chaudier, uh, and, uh, and race. Uh, on the Sunday uh, on the Oval. So uh, yeah. there's going to be a lot of tired people on August 28th weekend. How cool is that, too? We see Sam Fellows made his debut, uh, at least I believe his debut. I haven't heard Sammy getting into a race car. Uh, kind of cool, Ron Fellows' son, back into the mix. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's done a couple of uh, done a couple of races, not in, not in a NASCAR Pinty's car. Uh, this was uh, night number one. Uh, in, in or day number one in, in a NASCAR Pinty's car, uh, but uh, he's had a, a couple of outings in, in a uh, in a big car. Uh, got a chance, you know, in the spotter stand. Um, I, joke, I use spotter stand loosely ah. because we stand at ground level there. Ah. But uh, um, you know, Ron was spotting for his son Sam Fellows, and and got a chance to talk to uh, talk to Ron and and you know get a little bit of a snapshot on what's to come at CTMP. Um, but, uh, you know, talking about Sam's experience so far and, and, uh, you know, he's come a long way. He, he picked up a lot of speed from the beginning of practice to the end and, uh, did a great job. And, and of course, Ron Fellows was just proud dad, right? He, he's right. not the, uh, he's not the guy with the fire suit on, but I will say this, Ron Fellows did strap a fire suit on this weekend and he did race a dirt modified around the road course at Trois Rivières. Oh yeah. Uh, what a cool event. Uh, there was a B main, there was so many modifieds there. Uh, there was uh, you know a, a full field, I believe 32 cars took the green flag. Uh, a bunch of the NASCAR Pinty stars was in it. Uh, a bunch of the dirt stars were in it. Uh, it was uh, an incredible race. Uh, it got the entire industry talking. Uh, dirt modified don't get a chance to uh, to race on street courses very often. No, and we just had Joel Dick on here who uh, went to Victory Lane with his modified on Saturday night at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. I'll bet you he would have been licking his chops to get into that one. 
totally different style of car. These uh, uh, Joel Dick races like an IMCA style uh, dirt modified. These are like a center steer, uh, similar to what you see, um, like a, like a big block modified. Right. Um, and uh, but yes, absolutely, Joel Dick would be great at it. Um, it with those cars, though, it was more of a sportsman. Um, so it, it, it's like a center steer, center seated, uh, flat sided, um, uh, dirt modified. Uh, if you will, and, uh, you know, with the smaller motor package. But uh, they were clipping around there. He, you know, uh, talked to Andrew Ranger, who also raced uh, one of those uh, sportsman cars, and he said it was a great time, uh, and uh, it was a little bit of a wreck fest, but uh, there was a lot of good racing as well and, and a lot of fun had by all. Another guy that uh, uh, was in there was Raphael Lassard, as well as Dexter Stacy. They, they uh, took part in that event as well. So oh, too uh, very cool. cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Sounds like you guys had a good time. Donald Reinhardt sitting beside you there. How did he make out on the weekend? He got all those tires changed. and uh, Absolutely. He, yeah. He's got to be needling you. He got needling, all those tires yeah. changed, and uh, uh, he, was, he was busy, that's for sure, overseeing two teams, not just one. Well, I was going to say, he'd be needling you because you finished 20th. He's with DJ, and he would have got a top 10. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's with the 51 car. Oh, with, oh okay. With Rick Ware racing as well. I didn't know that. Well, Junior, that's good. Uh, by, by all accounts, it sounds like you guys had a decent weekend. Not the finish you wanted, but at least you got out of the box. You had some fun, and uh, you live on to go do another race and try it again next time. A both cars loaded into the trailer completely straight. Uh, one donut mark on the 51, not a mark on the 52. Uh, just uh, the, the brakes were torn off the things. So uh, go back to the drawing board, learn uh, learn what we can learn, uh, see what we can do, make sure the brakes last. Uh, really, that's the only thing we need to work on uh, to, to head over to ICAR. Um, and, and you can find a little bit of top-end speed as well, but ICAR is, is the Bristol, not even, it's the Martinsville of road course racing. Uh, so it's uh, super tight. It's super flat. Um, there's there's literally no big long straightaway at ICAR. So uh, we're we're not going to be searching for speed. We need, just need nimble and need a good brake package, which uh, uh, is going to be the work in the shop. But uh, these guys definitely are up to the challenge. Ranger's good at ICAR, and Gannett is uh, is very good at ICAR as well. So it will be a very interesting uh, weekend. Uh, it's uh, you know, coming up on on August 28th weekend, make sure that uh, that you tune in and and uh, congratulations to Ag- Alex Tagliani today for winning. Uh, he kicked everybody's butt. Well, we're gonna try and get tags on the other side of the break here, Junior. We are up alongside the break. You guys have a safe trip home and uh, good job this weekend. Good job. Yeah, and remember, Jerry, this is a one-off deal. <laughs> Don't get oh. comfortable, is what he's saying. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm listening. I he's, got the message. He's got. He's, <laughs> he is drinking your beer, though, Junior. He's loving it too. Hey, hey that's fine. You yeah. can have it all. We just came. I from will. Quebec. Don't worry. We've got literally thirty cases in the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, you got the right well, deal on it, right? That's right. You were in Quebec. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Junior. If any OPP officers are listening, we're driving a black Chevy pickup truck, not a blue Dodge. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's got Castro Edge Dodge on the side of it or something, right? Okay, Junior. Have a good, safe trip. We'll catch you uh, when you get home. All right. Thanks, guys. You betcha, Joe Junior. Uh, spotter for the twenty of Andrew Ranger. Not really the finish that they wanted, uh, but you know what?
that's what happens sometimes. You can have a pro behind the wheel. You got a parts failure like that. But it sounds like everybody got a little lesson uh, th- th- this past weekend. Well, as he said, L.P. Dumoulin went out and set this blistering hot pace. And yeah. when you try and do that on a, on a warm day and you start going into the corners hot, you're gonna if you've got a brake issue, you're going to know really quickly that you have a brake issue. Yeah. And, you know, now when we talk about conserving equipment, well, I don't want to run 18th and have a good car at the end. Right. I want to finish first, and I'll put new brakes on it for next week. Sure. You'll put everything new on that's it right. if that's the case. Uh, and don't forget, CTMP, when it does roll around, that's what we hear all the time, right, on these road courses, right. brakes, transmissions, tires, those three things. And usually in that order, it'll be interesting to see what these guys all learn. When they get back here to Ontario, when CTMP comes up, that's going to be a good race. I know you and I loved it. Oh, yeah. I, CTMP is always a favorite racetrack. I yeah. love watching those guys go down there. And uh, the Pinty's cars put on one heck of a show. If you've never seen them on a road course, that's the place to go because, man, they turn her loose. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. We're going to hit our final break of the night. When we come back, we're going to try tags one more time, uh, see if we can get up tonight with the uh, winner from GPR3 coming up. Stay with us. Anytime online. com. Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at RacetimeRadio.com. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick wick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick wick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick wick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicottish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Perfect! Woo! 
Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Serious XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. with you live on race time radio that's the war of three rivers is firmly in the books alex tagliani goes to victory lane today in quebec i don't know jerry whether that would be considered his home track or whether shoddy air is more closer to home or uh maybe i car i don't know i don't know but uh tags definitely from quebec uh how about jf dumoulin second for him lp his brother top five run for lp a uh, good day for those guys and you expect nothing less out of them when they get to uh quebec pressures on oh yeah that's uh that's home territory the home base fans are there you've got to put it on the show you got to do it but uh, uh I know in qualifying they said LP was LP Dumoulin was just the class of the of the field. He oh, was yeah. just a rocket ship going through the course, and you know as uh, we heard from Junior a few minutes ago, yeah, to the point where they burned up everybody's brakes. Yeah, yeah thanks yeah, a lot yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Set a pace to really get everybody else. You know, in two thousand and ten, uh, Sue and I covered the full NASCAR back then Canadian Tire Series. We went to every race on the tour schedule. I wanted to go see what it was like, right? Coast to coast, we went out to the West Coast Swing. And uh, I remember Three Rivers distinctively. And I got to tell you, the pressure that are on that is on these Quebec-based teams when they're in the province of Quebec, it, I'm not kidding when I say it felt like you were at a cup race uh, with the Canadian stars in the field. It at uh, Three Rivers, the NASCAR Penny Series, is the headline of the weekend. They do have other series running with them that weekend, but the NASCAR Penny Series is the pinnacle. And, uh, you know, guys like Andrew Ranger, L.P. Dumoulin, J.F. Dumoulin, uh, Alex Gannett, for that fact, uh, those teams... Uh, uh, the 74, uh, Lacroix. Kevin Lacroix. These guys are under a microscope in the province of Quebec. Those fans uh, are, are very, very serious race fans, and they want their driver to win. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what. I watched uh, uh, Andrew Ranger back then in 2010, watched him come through the pit area, and it was a swarm. You would have thought Dale Earnhardt Jr. was walking through the pit. I'm not kidding. He was that much pressure. And uh, I got a chance to talk with Andrew. And we, we spoke up in the holler. And I said to him, man, you know what? I've been to a lot of races in my lifetime here in Canada. And I've never seen anything like this. Andrew, the pressure's got to be serious. And he said, you know what? It is. It's more intense here 
than it is anywhere else. He said, but these are our fans. These are the yeah. people. And uh, like RDS, the uh, French version of TSN, does the race live. Whenever there's a race in Quebec that is on uh, TSN or RDS, uh, when it happens in the province of Quebec, more often than not, it's done live, not like we're used to on the English side here in Ontario. We never, very, very rarely get a chance to see an Oscar Pinney's race live on TSN. It's always tape delay, right? Always. Joel does a great job with the broadcast. Don't get me wrong. But to see it live would be kind of cool to see it on TSN, but you just never see it. There's a difference between a condensed version and the real deal. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that, and as crazy as it sounds, that's what it really boils down to. Is again, we talk about the experience of being at the track. Want to be at the track, you're going to see it all, and you're going to see the delays. Right. It's just the nature of the business of television that you take out the brakes yeah. and tighten up the show. But it also changes the character of what you're watching. Sure. It's that simple. But I know the fans of Quebec are very, very passionate. It doesn't matter what the sport is, and racing is one of them, and local boys, even more so. Oh, yeah. And you'll see the uh, the roster of drivers grow mm-hmm. when the Pinty Series goes to Quebec. Yes. Because there will be five, six, seven, eight guys who run in Quebec that will never leave the province. They don't have the funding and the sponsorship to make the tour, but boy, they'll run it at home yeah. and they'll run it hard. They'll make the guys who run the full tour really earn their day's pay by getting out there and running them, and they will run them hard. Yeah, and they'll have the funding to do so in the province of in Quebec. Province. Yeah, it's so so incredible to see. Yeah. Uh, one thing that blew my mind that year in 2010, Sue and I rolled into uh, St. Stash, and it was oh, yeah. the oval track. Now, St. Stash has also got a road course there, not on the schedule anymore in the tour. But that particular year, we're there, and, uh, you know, we come in, and I'm, it's kind of foggy. I remember coming into the facility, and I think we're on part of the road course. Anyway, we get parked, and uh, we go into the pit area. At least I think this is the pit area. Oh, yeah, there's all the cars. Okay, Sue, we're in the right spot. We're in the pit area. And I, I said, uh, Sue, do you want a coffee? I'll get you a coffee. Sue loves coffee, right? So I'm going to get her a coffee. I'm going to try and find myself a Pepsi. And uh can see concession stand. And uh, I look over my shoulder, and there's the oval track right there, flat as a Walmart parking lot of my dad. Uh, no banking, zero. No. It's just like a donut, right? So I go up to this concession, go to get Sue a coffee, go to get me a Pepsi, and the guy behind the thing says, well, what can I get you? And I said, I want a Pepsi and a coffee. He said, I, I, I'm not here. you got to go over there. And he's pointing over towards the grandstand side. And I said, oh, oh well, you're a concession. What do you got? Uh, you want Bud Light, Coors Light? I said, what? I said, this is the pit area. You can't serve beer in the pits. He looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> and uh, it's Quebec. Enjoy the race, my friend. Here, enjoy, enjoy. Exactly. And sure enough, uh, it was that different, Jerry. Uh, and you're used to seeing the pit area all locked down, right? Um, like here in the province of Ontario, you got to have a credential to get into the pit area. Uh, you got to be directed over there, right? Not in the province of Quebec. 
there's the pit area. Well, that's it's common ground that that there is when you pay your admission, you get the pits with it. So a totally different environment and hence the pressure on the teams. They walk out their hauler. There could be a thousand people lined up for their autograph. Uh, it is such a cool, cool uh, look and a cool feel to be at a racetrack like that. And I remember one time I was in Quebec mm. and turned on the TV because that's what you do when you're bored at, in the <laughs> evening. Yeah. And all of a sudden they go, that's Andrew Ranger. Yeah. And it was a TV show about Andrew Ranger's race team. Right. And the preparations and his racing school. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he had a racing school. No, and no. There he is. And as they're going through, and it's like, wow. And you could tell by the show itself and the people that were at his racing school, there's a huge respect for what he does. Yes. And a fan base. You could just feel it. And, I mean, like I said, I'm sitting in a hotel room watching a television show, but I'm going, wow, you can feel it. Through the TV show. Isn't that cool? And it was the way they shot it. It was the way that he was speaking to the people in the show, the way they were reacting to him. You could really see it is a different environment. It's the pride factor, too, right? Oh. They are those race fans are very, very proud of the drivers they've got representing right. that province. I found the same thing in Western Canada. When you get out to Alberta yeah. uh, or you get out to Saskatoon. Uh, you got that same feel for the guys that were from the West that were in the race uh, watching Jason White when we were in Vernon, B.C. I'll tell you what, there was a lot of Jason White fans yeah. at Vernon, B.C., knowing that he had participated in all the series races across Canada. And finally, he's at a home track race. Man, did the fandom come out and support that driver. A lot of people driving around that weekend with A&W racing on their car, and that was all Jason White-oriented. Very, very cool to see. And uh, I'll tell you what, we got a lot to look forward to, Jerry. Uh, when we look down the road, uh, things are really starting to turn the corner. And, man, I can't wait for next weekend. We're going to see the APC Series at the beach, and uh, Riverside's going to have the big show going out in the Maritimes. you got to know that Newfoundland will be fired up. I know Mike James and Bob and those guys will have the rock all going. Pick Penticton, B.C., that race truck will be flying, Area 27, and well, all of them, all the way across the board. We've got lots to look forward Everybody's to. Everybody's in full motion. They can't wait to get it going, and as things open up slowly, we're racing to it. Yeah. And what are we at? We're just about at September, Jerry. It's almost <laughs> over. Uh, incredible. I hate to say it, but oh. uh, it's true. We're, we're, summer is winding down, so fans have got to get out to the tracks. It's, it's hard to understand in your own mind that we're on race three and we're in August Yeah, yeah in a yeah. series. Something doesn't feel right, but you know what? Don't lose the opportunity. Get to your local track. Yeah. See it. Feel it. Get it back in your blood. It'll keep you warm all winter. Jerry, I've appreciated so much you coming up here tonight and jumping in and co-hosting the show. I can't tell you how good it feels, brother, to be back in your company. And I can only say, man, I can't wait till we get back to the track and do some live broadcasts again. I know the day is coming. I don't know when, but you can count on it. You and I are going to be there together. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait to get back to the track and do the live broadcast. That is, I love being at the racetrack, and I'm going to fix it. 
Yeah. There you go. That's him. Uh, that's Jerry Paxton. I'm Joe Chisholm. That's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, can't thank you all enough for tuning in, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to tell your friends. Tune in to Race Time Radio every Sunday night, right here, live, 7 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. Until next week, everybody, enjoy yourself, have a safe week, and get to your local short track. We're just about out of time, but we're not. So, have a good one. We'll catch you next Sunday night, right here on Race Time Radio. Good night. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.